Thank you, Anne. There are truths in life that are worthy of pursuing, but they almost always appear to me just beyond our grasp. There are truths in life that are worth pursuing, but they almost always appear to be just beyond our grasp. That's really what the story of the Magi is about. It could have begun very, very differently. First reading this morning could have gone in the time of King Herod after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea. Astrologers in the east were sitting together at a house party one night and said, isn't life wonderful? And they stayed right where they were. Very realistic story, very short, and wouldn't do much to inspire people today. Rather, these astrologers, as pictured by Matthew, were looking at the world around them, at the stars, because that's what they spent a lot of time doing. They were Zoroastrian, probably. Uh, listening to the prophecies and the thoughts of other faiths that filled the ancient Near East. And they said to themselves, you know, something is happening, something big, something important, something out there, over there by the Mediterranean, somewhere in the Jewish lands. Let's go and find it. And they set off. They didn't seem to know exactly what they were doing. When they arrived in Jerusalem, finally, they didn't even know where the Messiah was to be born. But they were on a journey because they had been inspired by a flashing vision. They'd seen a star, and they said, this is what we're going to follow. As foolish as that may seem, this is our life. This is what we're going to do. And this is really the formula for most great quest stories throughout the years, and this is a quest story. Going back to Jason and the Golden Fleece, coming up to things like Lord of the Rings. It's about people, ordinary people who suddenly get a vision of something that's important, something that needs to be done, and they pursue that against all odds. I have a quote from Thomas Mann that I think speaks to this situation. A myth is a story about the way things never were but always are. A myth is a story about the way things never were, but always are. What, what he's saying there is there are great truths that we all recognize and say, wow, yeah, that's something that's, that's always been true, that are, it's true right now, it will be true in the future, but you know, we're, we've never really recognized it fully. We've never been able to put it into action. Uh, it's always escaped our grasp. This is what the Magi were willing to do. They were willing to follow the truth and to make it more real. When I thought of this, I immediately, as most of you probably did, thought of me taking fish out of my pond in the fall. If you've ever had a pond in the backyard, and we've had two of them now for the last 25, 30 years, you know that you need to take the fish out. Now, fish can survive as long as the water doesn't freeze right to the bottom. If it freezes to the bottom and they can no longer swim around sluggishly, then they die. So the best thing in Calgary, because you never know how thick that ice is going to get, is to get them out. So what I do is I pump out the pond as far as I can get down to the top of the pump, and then you've got to catch the fish in the sludge that's left at the bottom. And it is a horrendous job. They're coy, they're fairly bright, but all you'll see is you know, a flash of color, and you're trying not to fall into the pond at the same time, and you take your big net, and you, ah, 
nuts. You know, it's there. But uh, uh, usually at this time, the family is hiding in the house and the warning is out. Your dad's catching fish. Do not go into the yard. Just leave him there. He'll come back either dry or wet with fish or without and then everything will be happy again. But you see, that's what a lot of the truths that we, we know about are like. I'm going to just name a few here today. Peace. We all want peace. I want peace in my life, just to go through a day that's, that's comfortable and happy and pleasant and calm. We want peace in our community. You know, why do people snipe at each other, as Jesse intimated in, in political debates? You know, we want peace in our world where violence and hatred are so predominant. And we've agreed on this probably for the past 20,000 years. But do we have it? No. You see, it's one of those things that hasn't been and yet it is. You know, we want it to be real. An end to poverty. I don't know of anyone, if we were to ask uh, the question, who would say, yeah, I'm in favor of poverty. I think poverty is a good thing. Some people should be poor. No, we want people to live well. And yet still in Canada, about 4.8 million people or 13.9% of the population live under the poverty level. The system isn't working correctly. And we talk about it, we think about it, we debate about it, we have church meetings about it, and then it goes on. It's another one of those truths that seems to be there, and yeah, we'd like to change things, but we don't quite know how to catch the fish. It's, it's difficult, it's, it's getting away from us. Another current topic is bullying, especially on the internet. Young people today extremely open to this in an era when likes have become the mark of, of one's self-esteem. Your picture has to be liked. Your story has to be noticed. You have to have all the people swiping the right way on Instagram or whatever, wherever that is. I don't have that one. But, you know, and so it, it's crushing when your picture isn't liked, when your story isn't noticed, when no one sees you. And then there are people who actually violently go out and bully people because of their looks or their beliefs or what they've said or what they've shown on the Internet. And it is a serious problem. But what are we doing about it? I know we have the ad right now, and it's one of those ads that get me angry. And I mentioned ads that got me angry last week. You must think I watch TV all the time and I'm angry. Yep, that's pretty well. That's pretty well it. Yep, that's pretty well it. Uh, Dorothy knows. I very seldom talk to her, but I talk to the TV on a very regular basis. But it is that ad. Now, it's, it's a very good ad, and it's put out by very sincere people, and the message is absolutely important and right. It's that bullying ad. You know, by the end of this ad, so many people will be bullied, and by the end of the year, a month, a million people will... It's a good ad, but to be honest, so what? It doesn't tell you to do anything. It just says bullying is bad, and we all agree. Yep, bullying is bad. I know that. There's no number to call. There are no institutions to join. There are, are no ideas about how one prevents one's children from being hurt, very hurt by bullying, or how one changes the Internet. Nothing. It's just, yep, people are being bullied. And we all sit and go, absolutely right, they are. And now we'll go off and do something else. Again, an ideal. We want bullying to stop. But how do we grasp that? How do we make that a reality? And that's really one of, the, uh, one of the key problems of our time. And I think often these large things that we wish would happen and don't happen are simply because we're becoming a lazier and a lazier society. I have a son in London who's just finished totally rebuilding the inside of his house, and it's all 
fixed so that Alexa can turn off and on the lights and the heating and the TVs and the thermostat. I mean, it's all like he just sits in a chair all day and goes, Alexa, turn on the light over my chair. Now, there are some of us who realize you could also turn around and turn on the light over your chair. But no, uh, Alexa will do everything or Siri or whatever system you happen to be operating on. And we become a society that expects that. We want things just to be easy. That, that's what it's all about. And anything that's hard, remember these big truths are always hard to follow. We tend to sort of put aside, well, we'll let people, people in the know can take care of that because I don't know what to do about it. It's overwhelming. How many here are under 35? You don't, I'm not taking lists or anything. Okay. You people would probably have a very difficult time watching TV as I watched it and the rest of us watched it when we were younger. There was no channel changer. If you're watching the hockey game and somebody comes in and wants to see the news, It was it was a tough life. We, I know I was I was brought up, and now you just we have picture in picture and screen on screen, and we can change either one and watch four different things all at once. We want easy, we want simple, and unfortunately, what the Bible says to us time and time again is the big things, the real things that matter in life are difficult. The Magi would not have had an easy journey coming from what is now Iran, probably to to Bethlehem. They met Herod, one of the most despotic leaders in the ancient world. They escaped just with their lives. If they'd gone back to Jerusalem, they would probably have been killed as well. So the big truths are hard, and therefore we, we tend to shy away from following them. And yet, it's what we're called upon to do. And the good news, and this is what the Magi experienced, is that we are guided. Probably for most of us, it doesn't mean there's a big star up there shining down and showing us everything that should be. But in our lives, I believe this and I believe it firmly and have experienced it, we are in some way constantly guided. Little pushes, little nudges, little moments of insight that goes flashes of color from the fish in the pond. Yeah, that's the way I should be going. It's not a bright star in the sky, but it's something that leads us those wonderful things that happen, and I believe that Christ is the director of our movie in some way. Now, directors have interesting ways of making you pay attention to what's on the screen. For example, they can use movement. One of the basic rules of filmmaking is have everybody stay still except the person who's important. So if you see a restaurant of people sitting eating and the man in the white suit walks across the back, your eye is going to go immediately to that character. That's what it's all about. It can be done by shade and light. The people in light, you watch. The people in shade sort of fade away into nothing. Steven Spielberg, of course, created Schindler's List, and he used color. Remember the girl in the red coat? The whole film is black and white, and then suddenly you begin to see flashes, not long flashes, but little moments when the girl in the red coat appears, and your eye goes right to her, and we watch the story the sad story of her life in these instances. I believe that God directs us in our life, not with big pushes, not with loud voices, not with magic stars in the sky, but each day in those little nudges that do come to us. You know, I think I should call Joyce this afternoon. I haven't thought about her in years, but 
yeah, I will follow it. That's the moment. That's, that's going toward the truth of community and love. You know, I wasn't going to go to the, the board meeting in a couple of weeks. The board meetings are boring. But I'm going to go when you go there and you find out that, wow, this issue is up and this is something I'm interested in. This is something we should be doing and this is something I support. I'm glad I'm here because I can be part of it. Throughout our days, we are, in a sense, guided. Remember, opportunities are not usually events we plan, but rather moments of potential that simply, suddenly come into view. Now, you can try to plan an opportunity. You can call, for example, a headhunter and say, you know, I'm looking for a job. Could you put me on your list? Could you put me in contact with someone who's hiring? Yeah, we can do that. We push it along. But often the things that are most important to us, the things that change our life most radically and completely, just come to us. Suddenly, that phone call out of the blue. I, I'd never thought about doing that, but uh, what should I do? And it, it's then, you see, that... We sense, yeah, we're, we're being moved around here carefully and gently by forces greater than our own random thoughts. And I believe that firmly. We're on a path like the Magi toward seeing things in the world that are more just, that are better, that are more filled with God's compassion and love and signs of grace. We're on that path. And we're led on that path slowly and individually, piece by piece. As we walk into a room, one thing to ask, how can I make this scene better? What can I do to make this particular moment in my life a better moment? It may be just saying hello to someone who's standing in the corner with no one to talk to. It may be going up and explaining to something, someone you said, something you said the other day that you think was misunderstood. We're given these opportunities all the time. And if we take them, we find ourselves on a journey toward the presence of God in our lives. And in taking that journey, in finding these things, in grasping these opportunities, we discover who we're really meant to be. Now you may say, well, yeah, but how do we know that these things we're going to be doing are, are the right things? Well, I'll tell you something I have found throughout the years, not only in my own life, but in the life of those who have been in my congregations, that so often those big things especially that are really hard to do, once we do them, we suddenly have that feeling of release. Yeah. You know, my brother and I have been fighting for years. We don't speak anymore. I'm going to call him and let's just settle this now. And then you think about this so often and you struggle with it and then finally you say, I'm going to do it and it's done. And you know what? You may not get back together with him. But at least you've done your bit and you go out of it saying, okay, there's something I can take off my shoulders, off my plate, out of my life and do something else. And so often as we do these things, as we make the right choices, there is a voice there. In church, we'd call it the Holy Spirit. You call it your conscience. They call it the subconscious. I don't know what, care what you call it. There is that voice. Yeah, yeah. That was right. You are creating the kind of person you want to be and you should be. You're on the journey. You haven't made it perfectly yet, but you're there. In fact, that's one of the great truths of life, that we're always on that journey. 
The Magi's journey, by the way, you know, it doesn't end in the story. It's told they went back to their home, but then what did they do? Well, we don't know. They, they disappear from Matthew's gospel. Mark Manson said this, and I think it's very true about all the things we do. When we learn something new, when we take that next step on the journey, when we learn something new, we don't go from wrong to right. Rather, we go from wrong to slightly less wrong. And when we learn something additional, we go slightly less wrong to slightly less wrong than that, and then to even less wrong than that, and so on. We're always in the process of approaching truth and perfection without actually reaching truth and perfection. You're not going to be perfect. I'm looking around for disappointed people. Oh, no, I'm not going to be perfect. No. You're never going to have all truth, all the answers. No, you're not. But every day, like the Magi, we're taking the journey toward Christ, toward what is loving, toward what creates peace, toward what creates community, toward what stops the bullying of the world. Wherever we're marching toward, we're getting there, step by step. As you probably realized, as the passage from Isaiah was read, this is the passage that Matthew used to sort of sketch out the story. It's about great future when all the people of the world come to God's love, everybody, and it's a wonderful image. And I think probably the cry of the prophet in this passage is the cry of the Magi. It's the cry of us to our world around us. Arise, shine, for our light has come and the glory of our God has risen upon us. We get it. We see it. There are truths that we're reaching out to grasp and to understand and to implement. And we're doing it slowly. We haven't got there yet. There's still fish in the pond we're trying to catch. But we're enjoying it. And in that great journey, we are together, and God is with us. And for that, thanks be to God. And the whole people of God say, Amen. Our light shines, because God's light shines on us, our final hymn. Something from my Sunday school years. <laughs>